put you on the air just because I felt like it. When's, and it's six of four already. When's Damon coming? Well, every night. Just kidding. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, there's rumors that he is working on a new Gorillas, but he is also performing a few shows here and there with a blah. Right? Am I wrong or? <laughs> I miss them in October. That's when they played their only two U.S. shows, New York and Los Angeles. And they didn't come to San Fran. <laughs> he hates us. I know. But it's kind of the same thing with the Stone Roses, too. Like, they're only going to New York. And Radio Hood. Yeah. Playing New York and L.A. as well. Maybe and it's because they don't think it's it's not worth it to invest the money and Depends. do a I mean, with tour. Radiohead, I think it's because they haven't released their stuff yet, so mm-hmm. they're just kind of feeling it out with a few shows. And They are doing a festival uh, here, and it's not confirmed yet, but everybody pretty much knows what it is. Uh, it is true, at least, that they're going to be at Outside Lands this uh, August. So, I mean, it's not all bad, I guess, for, for us in Radiohead. But, yeah, Blur and Stone Roses have been kind of avoiding coming into SF for a few decades now. Avoiding, like, the plague. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they were here, but Coachella is like a premier festival that not all of their fans can afford to go to. Yeah. Not all of their fans <laughs> I, want to go to. I mean, literally that year, I just wanted to see the Stone Roses on Blur. Yeah, because I could not, I mean, I, I could, I could stomach and put up with some of those other bands, but it's like, is it really worth it? Yeah. You know, like hundreds, close to a thousand dollars probably for that whole, if you think about it. Just camping out there. It may be one of these years. Maybe. Company sponsored trip. Stay in a Have hotel. your own tent. Yes. Or stay in a hotel. I wouldn't mind. I don't know if you... Uh, maybe. Joe jo did it. Okay. I think the last year he went that was... He was like, you would not believe how amazing it was because it was close to the festival or it was like a bus ride away. Yeah. And then they have air conditioning, obviously, and yeah. that's the big thing. When you're in the desert, you really need, that. need to have access to something like that. For the first time ever since I've been attending Outside Lens, they actually had free water refills oh. instead of paying. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which I thought it should have been free all along because you're, I mean, it's not as hot as Coachella, but you're dehydrated just from being around all that body heat and right. just walking Moving everywhere. Around. Yeah, and Do you drinking. have to bring a canteen? Um... Or just any think, kind of container? I think they just, yeah, any kind of container. You could, um, they have canteens you can buy there, but I think also, I don't know if it had to be in a canteen. I think I saw some people putting it in bottled waters, but mm-hmm. I may be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Bless for you. allergies, I apologize. Bless you. That means that the change of the seasons is going to be happening. Yeah, and I'm crying. <laughs> we are ready for some warm weather, which hopefully we'll be getting on uh, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Feels I good know. to just blow my nose. I, I sympathize completely. I know, I lost my shit. 
I have an interesting story about a musician. Um, he's in a band called The Slaves. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of them. No. Uh, his name is Laurie Vincent, guitarist in punk duo Slaves, is exhibiting his art at Southeast London Boozer, the Amersham Arms. God, that sounds really familiar. On March 19th, so today. The paintings mock religion and often feature plastic bags. He... R- <laughs> I like that. He runs us through four of the best, and apparently his studio is based in South London. Um, I watched the David Lynch film, The Elephant Man, and was blown away. Everyone thinks he was called John Merrick, but his real name was Joseph. It's interesting when humans are like cartoon characters, and I find Merrick inspiring because he was so positive. I love the fact he was so creative. He built a model of a church you can still visit. I guess, and he names, he named the painting Joseph Merrick. <laughs> um, Balaclava. Everyone thinks that this is Pussy Riot, but it's not. I just saw a photo of a girl in a magazine wearing a balaclava. What the heck's a balaclava? Um, it's kind of like one of those uh, ski this things, oh, yeah, yeah. but with the slits right, for right. the for the eyes, like if you're gonna rob someone. <laughs> Um, it's not very threatening, but the balaclava puts across the message. It's actually a really sloppy painting, but because it's so simple, you notice what it is instantly. I've done a full-length version, which is a mermaid holding a machine gun. I like that. Uh, mind control. It's based on the theory that fluoride, which is in your drinks and toothpaste, actually blocks out your third eye and suppresses it. If you avoid fluoride using natural toothpaste and drinking bottled water instead of tap water, you can open it up. That's really interesting to me because that's something that I've factored in in my own life and maybe it works. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. You're crazy. Okay. And then the flower pot. I do a clothing line, Young Lovers Club, and this is almost a crossover. It's a logo I've started in all my paintings. I love Andy Warhol because his thing was, what can I get away with? This took me 10 minutes. But maybe one day a Russian billionaire will pay millions for it, and I'll be like, what a dickhead. (laughs) I like this guy. (laughs) Because it's like really simple artwork, but there's also like a lot of thought that goes behind it so I don't know to me that's kind of interesting seeing that in art but obviously that's just a hobby for him it seems it's always good to have hobbies like that yeah especially if they make a difference mm-hmm. I have Radiohead in my pocket <laughs> um, <laughs> Radiohead warns fans of dangers of buying tickets from resellers uh, all their up and coming headlining shows sold out in minutes, and of course that bring that that means LA and New York as well. Uh, earlier this week, Radiohead announced a world tour. No, we still don't have any word on the new album. The tour consists of multiple headlining shows, which will accompany a previously announced slate of festival dates. The headlining shows are um, all sold out very quickly, as the band revealed on Twitter. They also remain fans, reminded fans to be careful when purchasing tickets off secondary markets. Uh, so not all the participating venues will accept the resold tickets. Oh. Oh. 
take that motherfucking scalpers um, <laughs> all headline shows are uh, radiohead tweeted all headline shows are now sold out despite the strict rules tickets inevitability inevitably will find their way onto secondary ticket sites Mm. Um, if you're thinking of buying a ticket from a secondary site, please, please carefully check the original rules of the venue concerned. And then in all caps, they tweeted, many of the tickets will be named and stringent ID checks will be in place. You risk being refused entry to the venue. Mm. Um, we hope you understand the need to put such measures in place to give more fans a chance to get the sh- uh, to get to the shows. Earlier today, Tom York also tweeted something fairly dua, dua, dour, dour. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not clear if the tweet was related to problems with ticketing resales. I am as fucked off as you are, and I am only human. Period. You can uh, read 19 unreleased Radiohead songs that could be on their next album, because they're known to do that. And they will be performing all over the fucking place, except for San Francisco. Um, (laughs) They're going to be going to Amsterdam on the May 20th, to Lyon on June 1st, um, to New York, obviously. Uh, They're going to do Madison Square Garden there on the 26th of June. Mm -hmm. Los Angeles has two dates at the Shrine Auditorium, Mm. uh, August 4th and then i'm assuming there's a little gap between those two uh, la shows because it's august 4th and august 8th Mm. and in between is outside land so i'm assuming they're doing la sf la and from there they go to two shows in japan one in osaka on august 20th and the other one in tokyo at the summer sonic festival on august 21st why is there two different cities for the summer sonic festival in japan Osaka and Tokyo. Oh, it might be. I don't know. I've never heard of it. I've heard of the Fuji Rock. Do you remember that one? I don't know if that one's still happening, but that was a big kind of rock festival in Japan. I've never heard of that one. I'll have to look it up. It might be new. Um, They're also doing a few dates in Mexico. Mexico City, uh, Palacio de los Deportes, and that one's going to be on October 3rd and 4th. So... Lucky bastards. Mexico gets a date. Mexico gets two dates. But only in one city, so. Are you going to try and jump the fence at Outside Lands? I mean, the barricade? No, I'm going to buy my tickets just to reassure that I will be there. Um, yeah, I, just, I think it's important this year for me to attend because of obvious reasons. What about you? Obvious reasons. I don't know if there'll be any reason for me to jump the barricade, but I mean, I've never seen Radiohead, so I would definitely be interested to check them out. <laughs> Trust me, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely... Am, that would be, like, in my top, you know, five bands to see there, but depending on who else ends up headlining, I'm sure it would... You know, I haven't done it in a couple of years, so I feel like I would really, you know, I would probably probably enjoy it more since I haven't done it recently, that yeah. sort of thing. It kind of has that, you know, some people go every year, or some people go once every couple of years, so maybe I'm that person. Yeah. I'm that you person. You go whenever the 
damn you please there you go there you go there's also the um the burger boogaloo is happening early this year well not that early it's like a week earlier than it was the last time is it Uh uh-huh that's my birthday weekend june 25th and june 26th they're doing it on uh, pride Mm -hmm. Hmm, so i might I feel like I might try and check out maybe not both days, but maybe just one of them was good enough for me. That's what I did last time. Yeah. But that was also a couple of years ago. So I'm like, well, I might be worth checking out this year, but we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. Um, so another artist that's going to be playing at the Masonic, um, Iggy Pop and Josh Holm are, are doing a, a tour right now. I think it just started, and they're going to be in San Francisco on March 31st. And there's a review of the new album that just came out, five stars apparently. It's called Post Pop Depression. Uh, the punk genius confronts the Grim Reaper with gnarly poetry and sassy garage rock. I feel like I'm closing up after this, says 68 year old Iggy Pop of Post Pop Depression. His collaboration album with Queens of the Stone Ages, Josh Holm, Arctic Monkeys drummer Matt Helders, and L.A. multi-instrumentalist Dean Fertitta. Is it his last ever release? Well, probably not, but almost certainly Iggy's 24th album. 24th album. Uh, (laughs) Marks the closing of the last great chapter in his musical life, from The Stooges, The Idiot, Lust for Life and the passenger to some of the most iconic performances in rock history as we know it. Pop approached home after the two met at the Kerrang! Awards some years ago. They swapped emails for months before Iggy turned up unannounced on home's lawn, and they drove to Rancho de la Luna studio deep in the Californian desert. They aimed to make something with the depth of Iggy's Bowie-produced proto-punk classics, The Idiot and Lust for Life, the sonic textures of Queens of the Stone Age, like Clockwork, and the best backing band America could offer. Brilliantly, that's what post-pop depression actually sounds like. Iggy's vocals and lyrics are astounding. He's like an angry young man all over again. It's an intelligent, sassy, garage rock record obsessed with two things, sex and death. Your hourglass ass and your powerful back, your slant devil eyes and the ditch down your spine, goes the brilliant Gardenia. The same song sees Iggy refer to himself as America's greatest living poet. And you end up agreeing. It's because Pop appears bruised and scared here. Death, he sings, is a pill that's tough to swallow. While break into your heart eerily declares, time is so tight, it's closing in. Album centerpiece Sunday is sprightlier, featuring plastic pop go go girl, backing vocals, and a sweeping orchestral coda. It could have easily cropped up on Arctic Monkeys' sleazy 2013 album, 2013 album AM, had home shoulder, I thought I said shoulder banged, shoulder barged. <laughs> Shoulder barged Alex Turner out of the songwriter's chair. Same thing, right? (laughs) Best of all is Paraguay, a gestation of everything that's so thrilling about home and pop individually, with Iggy spluttering to the very end. If this is his final goodbye, it's a truly mesmerizing sign-off. 
Lyric, lyrically, it's up there with Quentin Tarantino in the cosmic brutality as punk rock sermon stakes. You take your motherfucking laptop and just shove it into your goddamn foul mouth and down your shit heel gizzard, you fucking phony two-faced three-timing piece of turd. <laughs> Hilarious and cool at once, Iggy comes across like a more congenial Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Defiant, heroic, post-pop depression is solid gold proof of his genius. Well, this guy obviously likes him, but... Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Hope, hopefully I make it. <laughs> you will. Hopefully I make it to the show because um, it's going to be crazy next week. I think it's next week. Yeah. Not this just coming lifted. week. But um, yeah, I'm just like, Iggy is like, from the era of music that I adore, Lou Reed, David Bowie, and Iggy Pop were definitely like the start of everything that mattered in, in music. I mean, I guess you could say in modern music as we know it today. So I, um, and then Queens of the Stone Age, I never got to check them out actually. So it'll be my first time. It's really trippy. Seeing that happen. Live band. So, um, yeah, I'm, re- I'm looking forward to that, but I'll have to check out the album. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. So that'll be a treat. Hell yeah, tonight plans. Oh yeah, somebody's plans. somebody's opening up the tr- the back of the van. <laughs> There's a succulent succulent van. I kind of um, like that. I have a uh, sad news. No. Out of Bristol, DJ Derek has died. The Bristol DJ went missing in July. Derek Spill, uh, Sir Pill Morris, a.k.a. DJ Derek, has died, the BBC reports. He was 74 years old. Oh, wow. Uh, last July, Derek's family reported him missing. A body was found outside Bristol, England, last week. After a post-mortem mortem, uh, proved inconclusive, DNA tests confirmed the remains belonged to Derek. Derek was born in Bristol in the late 1970s. He began DJing at places like Bristol Star and Garter uh, Pub, where he became known for playing records by black artists and genres, including reggae, uh, dancehall, and ska. During his career, he played at pubs and clubs all over England, including festivals such as Glastonbury. He officially retired in 2013. Derek has widely respected the English music scene. In 2010, he appeared in the video for Dizay Rascal's Dirty Disco. In August, Massive Attack's Daddy G uh, performed a fundraiser to raise resources to find Derek. Porter's Head's Jeff Barrow also tweeted his support for the search. Avon and Somerset Police said that they were not treating his death as suspicious. And you can watch a few videos uh, about DJ Derek on this is out of pitchfork.com. Oh wow, that's an interesting story. I wonder, I wonder why he just ended disappeared, up disappeared. Right? Yeah, can't wait to see what they find out about the investigation. Yeah, because it sounds like he had a lot of good, you know, connections and was respected. He was well known. Yeah, maybe there was some mental illness or. or um, something physical, physical yeah. happening Just for somebody that age. That wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past some sort of mental illness. That's a bummer. It's Bristol's kind of a cool city. I wish 
um, I didn't really know too much about it when I was over there, but now, you know, years later, I'm like, wow, like, there's a lot of interesting music that happened there, especially, like, it has a lot of music history, and then they just had that, that big um, BBC Six music festival that was held there, like, couple like last month I think it was I was like oh that's so cool but they do festivals there all the time and we're starting to do more festivals here too but yeah I feel like some of the the artists over there are more interesting like they're probably more our style like artists that we feature on this show singer songwriters electronic um you know stuff that's really like eclectic that you wouldn't necessarily hear on you know KCRW maybe you would hear it but yeah not as often. Not a big fan of KCRW. They I take, didn't even know. They take they take some they take away from us. <laughs> we do, because we basically do it all without any funding from corporate America or any sponsors. But we are t- open to sponsors. Yeah. We're open to doing things for money we too. We want that. We want money. <laughs> I'm soliciting myself on the air yeah. on a community radio station. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Our, all of our three listeners will come. <laughs> sure they will gladly donate. But um, uh, I'm going to be playing a spot uh, later today. Um, our friend Sugar, uh, she's a ex-DJ, um, friend of the radio station. Uh, does a lot of... She has, no longer has a show here, but she does a lot of uh, events and uh, puts a lot of great shows together. She's going to be featured uh, along with other artists and some musicians as well. There's going to be an art opening on April 7th at the Red Victorian Hotel. I did not know that they had an art gallery in there. Me neither. But apparently the the opening is going to be April 7th. And um, later on, if you stay tuned, you can find out more about the details uh, happening with that and it sounds pretty interesting there's going to be um, not just like paintings or one type of artwork it's going to be a bunch of different kinds of Sculptures artwork mm-hmm. like that. Um, that. very eclectic and then um, Anthony Priesty I, th- I believe his name is he's going to be performing there's uh, a live show um, there's also going to be a DJ as well it sounds like but stay tuned for more of those details and um, I think we should get back into the music. What do you think? I think that's the most important part. I think I have a pretty decent playlist this week, but Yay. you guys can be the judge of that, and I'm hoping that works out all right. I think so. Yeah. 
Gotta wait for Billy. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> We're gonna make you guys wait for it. Yes. That was. That was your bay. My bay. Nice stream. Bye By Radiohead. And they're confirmed to play at Outside Lens, but we don't know what day yet. <laughs> I think they said the date, right? Oh, they did? I don't know. We'll look into it. Yeah. They'll be, they'll probably be the main, or one of the main acts. The main course. Yeah. <laughs> and that's from the bands. Before that was Check My Heart by the Pastels from one of their newer albums, Slow Summits. Uh, before that was Manic Street Preachers, who I was lucky enough to see last year when they were at Bimbo's. And that's Autumn's Song. Before that was Oasis from their first album, Definitely Maybe, Shaker Maker. And before that was Primal Scream. Uh, the first, that song's called Jailbird. I'm pretty sure they played that song when I saw them, but I can't remember. I'll have to look up the playlist. They played a lot of their, you know, well-known songs. When they opened, they did a tour with The Cult, and that was back in November, and that was my first time seeing them. Before that was, and they have a new album, I think, out this year. They did a collaboration with Sky Ferreira. Have you heard of her? Yeah, I've heard of her. Uh, so possibly they might be back maybe later this year. So that would be interesting. And before that was Gwen Stefani. Uh, Make Me Like You is one of her uh, singles or uh, videos out at the moment. I think the new album just came out um, on Friday, I think it was. Um, so I have, I have to listen to that and... Apparently, people or some of her fans have already said on social media how much they enjoyed it. So I'll have to take a listen, see if I like it. Probably will. And she's going to be performing on Saturday Night Live in two weeks. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. She did. She did something on James Corden. I didn't even know about, and I just watched that today. So she's on the up and up. And before that was The Flaming Lips with you. And before that was The Cure. Crystal's going to check them out mm. a couple weeks. And that's The Love Cats. And before that was Top Loader with Dancing in the Moonlight. Dancing a cover in the of... Uh, yeah, I think it is a cover, huh? Yeah, it's from a cover 60, from... It's a 60s song. But I don't remember who sings it. Me neither. Is but it this one, I remember this version in particular. You do? From the radio, yeah. I remember the original from, like, the oldies radio. Oh. Maybe I just forgot. <laughs> I haven't. He- I probably haven't heard the oldies one in a Van long time. Morrison. Oh. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I probably have heard it. Good old Van Morrison. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon does the best um, impression of him ever. He does the best impression of Neil Young, in my opinion. Yeah. So good. I couldn't even tell which one's the real one. <laughs> I thought it was like footage from back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was really good. That was funny. And um, yeah, just back-to-back uh, hits going on here. Hitsville, USA. Just kidding. Yeah. That's how we do. That's how we do. But um, would you ever go to visit Motown, Hitsville, USA? 
Yeah, definitely. Memphis? Uh, Detroit. Detroit? Mm-hmm. This one in Memphis is country, I guess. Yeah, that would be... Memphis would be Rock Graceland Valley. and Sun Records, right? Yeah. And a lot of... And then um, Nashville is known for a lot of the country... Um, God damn it, I forgot my password. Um, yeah, a lot of country artists are based in Nashville now, but it would be interesting just like the history of not just country, but music in general. There's a lot of... American history. Yeah, country western, and then before... Folk. Yeah, folk music, um, and then, you know, stuff that came before that too, I'm sure, like yeah. turn of the century kind of stuff. All of that interests interests me, and then New Orleans. New Orleans would be a good. Please excuse me, a good one too. Yeah, Austin. Austin would be good. Yeah, I heard thumbs up about about Austin in terms of like, not really, the festival so much, but just a lot of bars and local joints that have local people playing music there that are from the area <laughs> so I was like oh that sounds a lot like what we do at least what we try to do here and not, not a lot of places are doing that anymore I think we're probably one of the few still still um, doing that so um, yeah and it's a various neighborhoods around uh, San Francisco that do that we have hate obviously the mission some places uh, downtown even sometimes uh, basking for money, but um, very talented nonetheless, especially down in the BART stations and stuff. So we're lucky that we still get to see live music performed just in the corner somewhere in the streets. Yeah, something a bit more organic, um, not something, I mean, not dismissing electronic music, but there's something about hearing live you know organic music just you know a guitar and vocals or possibly some kind of you know drum beat happening with not a lot of electronics happening but yeah. there's also a lot of um good electronic music out there too so it's just a matter of um preference yeah what what you're into but um you know that's what we tend to focus um a lot on this show yeah. so you know, giving the individual that that particular power. But anyways, I remembered my password, which Yay. was amazing. I was like, I know it's not that difficult. I've only been doing this for how long? Uh, a <laughs> billion years. But anyways, um, without further ado, here is a plug from our friend Sugar. Uh, the train is coming. Because <laughs> I live by the train track in Berkeley. Oh, yeah. And I can't yeah, the train. The train is coming, so that's going to be oh. a lot of noise. Oh, yeah. We always like yeah. hear noise on the, ra- on the radio. I think people like that. Yeah, we get a little bit more character. You hear it? <laughs> just like an old, um, just like the good old days. Oh, that was a short one. That's good. I'm just really fucking long like seriously I'm like are you done already (laughs) you're like I made this appointment for a reason (laughs) 
<laughs> so anyways, tell me about this event that's going to be happening on April 7th at the Red Victorian. So it's a group show. Uh, the community of San Francisco is, um, is gathering together with local talented artists, and we are doing some visual arts and performing arts. Uh, the visual arts uh, will be covered by five different artists. We'll have um, Sierra, and then Robin, Jason, Joe, and Lex. So it's uh, happening at the Red Victorian, which is on um, 1665 H Street in San Francisco. And um, it's going to be a really early, actually, gathering. It's starting at 6.30, and then uh, we'll stop at 10 p.m. Gotcha. And how do you come across these other artists? How did you put the show together? Well, you know, the Red Victorian has been um, switched owners, I think, two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And um, they remodeled the place. It's a beautiful uh, hostel where people can um, work exchange and also people from all over the world who stay there, you know, for a week or even for a month. Um, it's a great, great community. And so I met someone uh, two years ago who was part of this remodeling uh, aspect of it. And um, I reached out for this person uh, last year. And um, so I went to meet all the crew and um, I started to reach out for different artists that I knew already. And I'm actually showing my art also. So um, it's how it started, really. Awesome. And can people find out more about the event online through a website? Um, yeah, so it is posted on the Red Victorian website. And it's also on a different um, website, such as eventsnario.com. Uh, all those, you know, free website where you can post your events. And then um, I also have a page on Google Plus um, and uh, Facebook, of course. You can't go without it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a necessity these days. <laughs> but it's surprising how much um, how much we have going on here in San Francisco and depending on your interest and your uh, your connections or your network, if you will, it recommends other events that are related or possibly you might be interested in. Um, have you noticed that as a trend on, on your Facebook page? Uh, what's it called, sorry? Oh, it's um, if you like or say that you're going to an event on Facebook, it'll recommend similar events. Like if you're interested in art, it might lead you to another similar event um, on Facebook. I don't know if that's something that you've noticed while using it. Oh, I see. No, I didn't know this trick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all the tricks lately. I've been mean, has been a little bit, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, it was actually really complicated to put the, the the events together on Facebook. I was like, what is this? What? <laughs> what are you inviting me to? What the hell is this? <laughs> um, but that's something that I've noticed recently. They find, they find ways to, you know, to get you interested in things you may or may not be interested in. But anyway, um, so this event is happening April 7th. It starts at 6.30 at the Red Victorian. What kind of artwork um, are people going to be presenting there? It's going to be very eclectic. It's going to be photography. It's going to be sculptures. It's going to be painting on wood, canvas. It's going to be all over the spectrum, and that's why I called it Art Collision. Mm-hmm. And also, we're going to have music. We're going to have uh, DJ Dogman Joe, who's going to play all night in the background. Mm-hmm. And then at 8 p.m., we'll have some live music with Anthony Presti uh, band, who will do a very nice acoustic uh, set for about an hour. Awesome. That sounds like a fun till the evening. And is there a cover charge to get in? Absolutely not. It's a free event. Kids can come. Your grandma can come. Everybody's <laughs> like anybody's welcome. <laughs> now that you mention it, <laughs> even dogs are welcome. Well, there you go. That's... Bring your dog. Bring your cats, please. <laughs> bring your whole family. <laughs> yes, please. Bring your entire Facebook. Uh, network with you. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's not going to hurt. And you know, it's great because I think people are going to come in and come out and come back again and all that stuff. It's going to be nice. It's, it's a ha- happening area, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> well, it was great talking to you. Is there any other tidbits that you think our listening audience should know about the event? Um, yeah, so the opening is on the 7th. However, the art will be there for a month. So if you're missing the opening, it's okay. We'll forgive you. But you can stop by, you know, during the day over there uh, and, and check the art. But, of course, it would be so much better if you come for the opening just because of the music also, you know. It will be... Um, a great night for that. Um, thank you so much, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> no. And um, yeah, thank you for uh, doing the promotion for me. It's much appreciated. And then hopefully you can come and say hi on April 7th. April 7th. Uh, that's the date. Put it in your calendars, people. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, well, you have yourself a great rest of the day, and hopefully we'll be seeing you soon. Thank you, Aisha, and I will be tuning in for your show. Oh, awesome. All right, and um, I'm hoping that uh, lots of listeners this weekend, as as we usually do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, thank you so much. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. I was on top of my shit, but I was. No, you always are. Me, on the other hand, not so much.
That was a lovely sugar, and she's going to be a part of an art exhibit, gallery slash performance slash visual art, going to be happening at the Red Victorian. Crystal and I were just on their website, embassynetwork.com slash location slash Red Vic, but you can also type in Red Victorian in Google, and it'll, it'll come up in the search, but it actually looks, the rooms look pretty nice. Very modern-like. They, they look very clean. There's it. It's not like you're staying in a fancy downtown hotel. It's if you want more of a homey mm-hmm. type situation. Yeah, and there's hostel rates, which are a little more affordable. But I would pay a little bit more just to have um, some of these other rooms that actually have bathrooms in them, I assume. Um they look pretty nice. And also you're staying in the Haight, so you're right near um, Golden Gate Park. You're kind of dead center in the middle of the city, right? Yeah. So you can get anywhere pretty pretty quickly within San Francisco, I guess. Yeah. But um, Which is what you want if you're staying here. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. I'd be down to check that out. But anyways, the gallery opening is on April 7th, and it's going to be there for the entire month of April. So if you are down for that uh definitely go check it out it's um we uh we approve of anything sugar does sugar yes. says sugar does to support her we are 100 percent behind it so definitely go support her and i think you can find more on facebook um under the red victorian page or um just by googling a red victorian hotel there used to be i don't know if you remember this <laughs> She's trying to lick me out on the radio. <laughs> no. I remember what? The Red Victorian um theater. <laughs> theater. Yeah. Which was literally like right next door to the I went hotel. to the last uh weeks that they were in I still I guess it was still showing movies, but it was like everybody knew they was gonna shut down. And they had a triple bill for a Woody Allen. Like Woody Allen movies. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. So into that, yeah. I think I did the same thing as you. I remember going to see. Um, it was stop making sense. Oh yeah. I was like, oh my god, they have talking heads. That's so awesome. And that was like the only thing I ever saw there. But I thought it. I thought it was cool. It was like a collective um, environment. So I'm sorry, a co-op. That's what I meant. So whoever's working there gets a percentage of the profit, pretty much the yeah. proceeds, which um, the only other, I know there's probably some other companies that do it, but the only other one that I remember, um, there's a co-op grocery store in the neighborhood. Rainbow, right? Um, yeah, that's one of them. And then there's a, a one in Santa Monica too, actually, that's been around for a long time. But um yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. But I don't know, I don't know how feasible that structure works in the in the current economy. But I like the idea of everybody getting something out of it rather than it just being putting in hours. You get what you put into it instead of you know being taken advantage of or God knows what the arrangement is. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. But um, no, it's an, I'd, I'd be interested to look more into it. I'm trying to be 
a creative writing person and it's not going very well it's not that I can't do the writing because you you've seen me do book? it no I mean I want to do more of the the resume stuff you know and maybe that could turn into something else but I feel like ever since the holidays it's been hard for me to feel like motivated or inspired if you will does that make sense yeah totally because I know that I can definitely do it it's not a matter of having this the skill but the motivation to do it is sometimes not there <laughs> eventually yeah maybe it's just one of those things like wake up one day oh I'm ready to do this now yeah it only took me a couple months <laughs> <laughs> But to each their own, right? Exactly. So anyways, um, we're excited to see the Smashing Pumpkins in plain song. That's right. It's coming up this Friday at the Masonic. And Liz Fair is going to be opening for them or joining? She is opening for them. Okay. But I do not know Liz Fair that well. I guess I'll have to change. Yeah. She had kind of that, that like... Um, Riot Girl vibe a little bit. Mm-hmm. I had one of her songs on that mixtape. I'll have to revi- revisit that. It's probably her most well-known song. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought she was cool. Um, Less Fair and then uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. That's a good... Um, it's a good combo right there. I'm very interested. And I had a good time seeing Morrissey, so I feel like this time it'll be even better because we've seen Smashing Pumpkins. We kind of know what to expect, but maybe it'll be like a, t- a different vibe yeah. than the previous time we saw them. So, um, Looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be a treat faux show. And um, have a couple songs left in the set, so stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio.
We know 
your heart Saying after dark People think I'm crazy Stopping on my feet Shuffling to the street Asking people What's the matter with you, boy?
the song that we played earlier. Cover of Van Morrison. Um, that was Elastica from their self-titled album. I believe I had that album at some point. Stutter. Before the Stutter. Um, then the Vines. Before that with Get Free. And before that was Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, I predict Say that five times fast. Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs. Good job. Not fast enough, though. <laughs> I predict a riot. Um, before that was uh, Crystal's top five or mm. ten. Arctic mm. Monkeys, mm. Are You Mine? Mm. And the song I just discovered today, I thought it was funny. Electric Six uh, is the band, and the song's called Gay Bar. Lovely. Song about going to the gay bar. And before that was Supergrass from their self titled album. One of the guys from Supergrass is going to be at Slim's. I think it's next month. Um, so pumping on your stereo. And before that was, uh, I don't know if, I kind of liked the song earlier today, but then hearing it on the radio, I was like, eh, it's not that great. But <laughs> Maximo Park, um, song's called Our Velocity. And before that was the Rolling Stones, uh, Miss You is the song we were listening to it last night at 